Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Get ready for a very wonderful episode with the one and only Alaska Thunderfuck 5000, the stunning and silly alien that's here to save us all. We talk about everything, her drag race experience, her new holiday single, Let It Snow, the Race Chaser podcast started with Willem, who would survive in a horror film, her or Willem, uh, the little pound cake dolls in the making. Uh, you can get your cursed doll now. It was a really wonderful conversation. UFOs were talked about. Holidays were talked about. Pandemic pivoting was talked about. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Enjoy Not Too Deep with Alaska, 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 Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs> Alaska, thank you so much for being here. Oh my uh, gosh. Please. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I'm glad I caught you uh, after the slopes when you have some downtime in your beautiful cabin. Definitely. Yeah, this is the après ski. <laughs> yes, yes. Right yes, now. Yes. Yeah. Now, can I ask you, are you being Alaska? Are you a skier in any form, uh, shape, fashion? Well, skiing is a sport, so no. So no, not at all. Absolutely not. No, skiing is like terrifying. Like what? What? I agree. Hurtling down a hill in the snow. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, I'm big into spectator sports, being the spectator of sports. That's more (laughs) my speed. Very Um, that. Well, let's talk. Let's jump right into. First of all, it's the holiday season. You're in the winter wonderland. Can we talk about "Let It Snow," the new holiday single? Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> what can you tell us about this? How are you? First of all, are you a holiday person? Do you decorate for the season? Do you get excited? Do you bake cookies? All the stuff. I don't. You don't want to see me bake anything, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, my uh, well, I don't anymore, but for a while I was using my um, oven and my stove as wig storage. So, Perfect. no, that's <laughs> not the vibe. But okay. I do like being festive, and I did put up my tree, which I got from CVS. So, really? it's a, just a, it's a gorgeous, very sparse, uh, <laughs> pre lit plug in false tree i love it that description could be used for so many different things (laughs) (laughs) i feel like (laughs) this season this year that's uh yeah how we describe all of us this year girl Um, i'm false and pre-lit yeah (laughs) and sparse exactly now how do you i mean you've been making music for so many years now and let it snow is the newest single so how do you approach making music what's your method if you have one or is it different every time well it's always like oh my gosh like it's always like oh god it's so much work (laughs) to like do and like to write and then you get the like first version back from the studio and you hear it and it's like oh my god when are we doing the next one like I love (laughs) doing music yeah and 
Let It Snow was really fun. I because I started working with um, Ivan and Peter, who are these like space spacemen who are mm-hmm. like time travelers. Perfect. Um, who are also you know fictitious. Um, <laughs> but I started working with them um, over the summer. And we got together and we did Let It Snow and it was really, really fun. And I got to like sing and it's really gay and like upbeat. And I love and it. Fun. And it, it mean, it's something we all deserve at the end of this year, which kind of goes into my next question about how you've been able to maintain your creativity this year. I've been talking to a lot of drag queens and I'm always inspired by just the pure ability to pivot to, uh, you know, reassess the situation and still get your gig going. And so I'm curious how this year has been for you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's what I was. I, I was really impressed and really inspired by that as well, because it's like no matter like the apocalypse can happen. <laughs> And the next day there will be a drag show. Yeah, I can exactly. guarantee it. We don't wait. We don't sit and wait around and like, oh, when, when, when am I going to get my, when am I going to yeah. get my chance uh-uh. to perform? We're like, okay, uh, clubs are all closed. All right. Instagram live, um, yeah. zoom, um, whatever. So like that is really inspiring because like anything can happen, but drag shall persist. Truly. And you've been doing a lot more drive-in shows this year. I'm curious how that experience is versus like a normal bar situation. I mean, it's obviously very different, but you guys have been able to like still keep the show going. It's so, it's so um, weird. And I never thought it's like, the, it's like 2020 is the year of, I never thought that I would see myself <laughs> in this situation. I never thought I would see myself screaming at cars in a Macy's <laughs> parking lot. I never, ever thought it would happen, but it did. And it was, it was wonderful because I got to scream at real people. Yeah. I, it looked zoom and the technology and, and YouTube and um, and Instagram, they're all fabulous technologies, but there's nothing that can simulate like real people seeing their eyes mm-hmm. as I'm teetering on heels and singing <laughs> and screaming on stage. The pure experience. Now, exactly. I, I want to go back to the beginning because uh, I'm curious about your start in drag. You grew up in Pennsylvania. Sure did. Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, now how did you, how would you describe that for anyone that is not familiar? Um, Erie, Pennsylvania is a, is a small city, but, um, we, um, we're convinced that it's a really important big city. (laughs) Um, like after 9-11 happened, um, Erie, we were convinced that we were going to be the next strike target (laughs) because we're on the lake. So like... Hello, we have a peninsula. It w- we were next. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also love, like, the weather is just not probable for human, like, for mm-hmm. humans. It's really, really cold most of the year, and then it's really, really hot for a few months. So, like, we love complaining about <laughs> it, but we never leave. We, I love it. Now, did you get interested in drag in Erie or did this happen later on? 
I feel like I've kind of been in, like interested in drag my entire life, like ever mm-hmm. since I was a kid, because I was always just like, I like girl stuff because it's prettier and f- more fun. Yeah. Like you can't, they don't make clothes for G.I. Joe. Um, <laughs> you can't change his clothes. His clothes are plastic and built on his body. So like, no. Yeah. So. So it like it was dumb. So so like I don't know. I've always liked girl stuff, and so like luckily, then I found drag, and I was like, oh this, yeah, this makes this, sense. This, yeah, this is the vibe. The well, you okay? So you studied theater at the University of Pittsburgh. Is that true? Yes. Okay, and what was that scene like? Well. Uh, it was great. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got to go to Pitt because uh, like I tried to get into the, the good schools for theater uh-huh. and I like the really major, like Carnegie Mellon, yeah. like those oh, sorts yeah, of, yeah. I tried, but they were like, we don't know what to do with this person, <laughs> but, but I got into Pitt and I'm really glad I did because it was a very like well-rounded program. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like learning how to act and like whatever but I was also like you had to like learn how to drill shit and put the lights up and like Mm. fucking like uh, design costumes and design sets so like I feel blessed that I'm actually using my degree I'm so blessed I know I mean if we look at your setup right now it looks like you had a theater degree from Pitt right now like this full Thank you. I can see the set design, the lighting, all of it. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, where did you go after Pennsylvania? Did you go right to Los Angeles? Did you go to New York, Los Angeles? Which, how did it end up? Well, it was either going to be New York or LA. And my mm-hmm. best friend, Jeremy, got into UCLA. So he was he was out here already. And so I was like, that's the one. We're mm. doing it. Let's go. And what yeah. was that like? What was the experience coming to Los Angeles? I'm sure it was overwhelming. Horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that's the, the word. Same, yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's the same story just over and over. It's like I came out here and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this silly drag thing and I'm just gonna be an actor. Oh, okay. Like, so you came out to quit and to be a serious actor. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, that didn't work out though. I was like, "How do actors do it? It's so it's such hard work and so mm-hmm. much rejection and no glory and like Truly. I was a, like a skinny kind of f- femme like like male kind of presenting person. And I was like, I don't fit in anywhere, and if I get mm. cast in anything, I don't know what role that's going to be. Yeah. So drag saved me. Like I just I was doing drag for fun and then I ended up getting like jobs and getting paid for it so I was like maybe I should just do this <laughs> <laughs> this one this option seems more viable how yeah. did uh now how did you develop the persona was it like was this your first kind of take on your drag persona or did this develop over time did you have any other iterations any other names or anything marijuana mostly is the reason (laughs) yeah it's sort of i and i'm you know i'm luckily one of those drag queens who who um who named herself and Mm. stuck with the name Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times you're like 
I, this is my drag name. And then you realize six months later, like, this is a horrible drag name. <laughs> so, yeah. like, luckily, oh. mine was really easy to spell. Mm-hmm. It was really, like, it was funny to say it. I'm yeah. named after marijuana. So, uh. like, it it's sort of, I don't know. And the fact that she was, like, an extraterrestrial, that just all sort of, like, beamed into my head. And mm. analyzing it now, I, I sort of see it as, like... I don't know. I I think I felt like an alien being from Pennsylvania and moving to LA and Yeah. Um, it feels like it, a lot of like life story was like unconsciously written into this character for you. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the coolest things in my opinion about your style is that it seems very effortless and it seems very whatever, but there is a lot of thought behind it there is a lot of like try behind it in like a really great way is that you have a it seems like you have a very clear picture in your head of the persona that you want to put out there even though it comes across completely effortless and just like uh by accident almost and is that something that you work on behind the scenes like everything seems even on drag race on everything seems very thoughtful everything you put out there yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so, you know, I'm so much making it up and I'm and I'm so like, I know what I like and yeah. I ultimately know like what I like looking like and feeling like in drag. Like it's such a like, it's yeah. such a feeling. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I guess that's. I guess that's where it comes from. Like, I can try, like, the new thing. I can try, like, the new fashions and the new hair. But I always just come back to the same old fucking thing. Because it's just, like, it's just (laughs) what what I... Yeah, it's what makes you feel good and feel right in what you're doing. Um, Okay, real question about aliens, UFOs. I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. What are your thoughts on them? Not to get so Tom DeLonge on you right now, but... They're always... The the alien shows are always at, like, the top of the suggested yes. on Netflix. Are they preparing us for I, the galactic... You yeah. Know? I feel like there's something... This year has been a year of testing us, in a sense. Uh, <laughs> but I'm curious, is that something that you're genuinely interested in? The idea of UFOs and aliens? Uh, yes, I love that stuff. I had like a velvet poster of like an alien in my bedroom when I was like a teenager. Like I really? love that shit. <laughs> yes. And I just I just saw like and it's very likely that there are aliens and they're like whoa, I'm not going near that fucking yeah. mess. Yeah. That is a mess. Yeah, I'm just we've... not going to engage. I'm not going to make eye contact. Uh-uh. No, we've truly fucked it up for ourselves. There's no way. I feel like we had a window in which they could come and save us, and that window <laughs> is gone now. Yeah, <laughs> they, they boarded it over. They painted over it. It's yeah. a, it's, the window's completely gone. Exactly. Um, okay, speaking of aliens, let's talk about your relationship with Willem. How <laughs> did how did you two meet each other? Do you do you remember when you first met? Oh my goodness. I mean, Willem is one of those people who works so hard and mm-hmm. and has such a like drive that yeah. even before like 
she was on Drag Race or whatever, she was still sort of like, we kind of knew who she was because she's always popping up on TV shows. Mm -hmm. She had music videos before anybody had music videos in drag. She was really like doing the thing and she still is. And so I knew about her for a while. Then she was on season four. Then we were like, kind of, we knew each other through Drag Race. And and then we we didn't like each other um, for a, for a short period of time, but really, uh, now we do very much. <laughs> well, sometimes that's how it goes. Is that when you see someone that's kind of like a, a kismet spirit that you don't like them at first because you identify so much with them in some way. <laughs> it was very. It was a little bit of that. We were yeah. both going through our own like conflama, and mm-hmm. then we came together, and now you know. Now we're doing this great podcast together and uh, like, it's really such a joy. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? Was that an idea from you guys or was that something presented to you to do? No, we stole the idea pretty much. (laughs) There was a Golden Girls podcast called Out on the Lanai. Mm -hmm. And I'm really good friends with the people who who made the podcast. Um, H. Allen Scott? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a bud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadie Pines, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they do. They did this podcast where they would watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and mm-hmm. then they would talk about it. Yeah. And Willem and I were stuck in the line trying to exit Burning Man, and <laughs> it was just, we were sitting in an RV for eight hours, and the only thing that got us through was listening to Out on the Lanai. Mm. And we were like, why don't we steal this idea and do it about <laughs> Drag Race? Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> so we did. So now we're making our way slowly but surely through the entire you know, uh, series mm-hmm. of Drag Race. So we watch an an episode and then we discuss it and we talk about it. What's it like now to go back and and watch from the beginning? Do you see things that you didn't see the first time around? Oh, definitely. And I'm like such a, I love Drag Race so much. I, mm-hmm. I do go back and watch it for fun anyway. Yeah. So that's why this, project works because it's something we fucking do anyway right we love watching drag race and then talking shit about it (laughs) and just like analyzing every detail yeah i love going i love going back like we just were finishing up season five which was my the the first time i was on drag race Mm -hmm. and it's like flipping through a fucking photo album and i'm looking at this young you know this young version of myself who didn't know what they were doing and Mm. you know it so i don't know it's a it's a very special time that i get to like revisit that's very cool appreciate okay i want to talk to you actually about that experience but we're gonna take a quick break right back uh real quick and when we get back uh yeah i want to talk about the first experience the second experience and what (laughs) you might have learned my what you might have repressed so we'll be right back with more not too deep Let's talk about season five, since that's what you're going back to right now, currently on Race Chaser. Uh, 
What was that experience like? I'm sure you've talked about it ad nauseum a million times, but now going back and watching yourself, do you have like a a bit of tenderness for yourself? Because it was your first season, you were way younger and, you know, the whole show was still like finding itself too. Like, what's that like to see yourself? Yeah, it is weird watching myself because it, it's like seeing myself in utero. Like I'm so <laughs> I'm such a di- I feel like such a different person right. now. And I'm like this this person was, you know, really um, d- didn't fully like didn't fully believe in themselves uh, totally. And like, mm. I don't know, it is touching to go back and watch. And it's like that's such a moment in my life. And. And I feel that for the, you know, the the girls um, from season 13 just yeah. got announced today. And it, it's really touching because it's like, this is a moment that's going to change your fucking, your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and go get them, kids. It's dears. <laughs> it's great. Like, what RuPaul has done with the show is 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 i mean it's changed culture and it's changed the world and it's changed my life and so many people's lives truly now when you came back for all-star season two you obviously had a full season experience under your belt did you go back with any like new directive with any sort of like um change in the the play program or it was the same let's see how it goes well, it was totally opposite because the first time I went on, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to win because, <laughs> uh, you know, my boyfriend at the time had just won the season before. So I was like, mm. uh, it's nice that they're letting me come and play. <laughs> I'm not going to win. <laughs> then by the time All Stars 2 came around, everyone uh-huh. was like, oh, my God, Alaska's going to win. Oh, my God, this is Alaska season, you guys. This is it. Alaska's oh. going to win. And I was like, well. So, okay, that's pressure a little bit. Yeah. And I felt like I could win. So I was putting an immense amount of pressure on myself. I went in very prepared. Yeah. And I feel like I did a good job competing. I did not have that much fun competing because I was so stressed out and putting so much pressure on myself. I wish I would have just smoked a joint and like chilled (laughs) out and had a good time. I probably still would have won, but been less of an asshole. But there is, yeah, there's when you have those kind of expectations. That's why I'm so interested. And when you decide to come back, you know what the gauntlet is like, you know how intense the shooting days are like. So you would say yes to all of this kind of wackiness. And then you also want to win and you come back with preparation to win. So there's so many expectations. That's very difficult to try and be fun under those parameters. (laughs) I tried my best and, you know, I I won. So I Now, do I'm assuming people um, ask you for advice all the time. Uh, I'm curious what the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten may have been. (gasps) Oh, my God. Or if there's one queen that, you know, you never ask for advice because they'll never give you great advice. (laughs) (laughs) The worst piece of advice. I was like. I got a tarot card reading in a nightclub, which was a mistake. <laughs> um, and the per- and I was like in this relationship at the time and I was like going to break up with him. And, and the tarot card person was like, no, give him a chance. See it through. Really? 
And then the guy like literally went crazy and like tried to he like stole my passport and like tried to <laughs> tried to defame me publicly and like was really really so I shouldn't have um mm. that was bad advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you didn't want to give that guy a chance. I mean That was uh, bad advice. I should have cut that off of the past. Girl, think of how fuck. fun the international travel could have been. <laughs> Really? So great. Uh, Well, this year, uh, it seems like you obviously have put a lot more time and energy into social media because it's one of, you know, the major outlets that we all have available this year. Um, I'm curious if you have a favorite social media platform. Is there are there people that you follow that you look at every day? Is it more of a passive thing for you? No, they're all horrible. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. It's oh, tough. they've ruined the world. <laughs> they've ruined my mind. I feel it rotting my brain from the inside. I do. Yeah. And I now I've because I've been promoting the single so much, which mm-hmm. usually I'm like. Usually I post like once a year on Instagram and now I'm like, okay, I have to compose a post once a day. Uh, I have to sell the product. Um, I have to like get it this many likes or else I'm a failure. I It's horrible. I hate, yeah. I wake up dreaming about insights and posts oh. and captions. And I'm like, what is oh. going on? So no, it's all it's all horrible. But um, <laughs> twi- uh, Twitter's it, funny, and you can show like you can show dicks and ass and mm. you know. <laughs> so like, I guess like if I had to like be friends with one of the social media platforms, I would probably uh-huh. be with Twitter because it's like wow. the least uptight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that is, um, it's very relieving to hear you say that because yeah, I mean, I, my own personal experience with social media is very the uh, push pull, very oof, trying to create that healthy space, but it's kind of hard sometimes. Oof, tough. And like, what is it? So like, okay, <laughs> if I don't get a certain amount of likes on a post, mm-hmm. then I'm ugly and I'm a failure, but it's like, what if, <laughs> What if I stopped doing that? I was still working when I never posted. So it's like, it's like on Lost where they have to keep putting the numbers in the thing (laughs) or else we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Yes, that's exactly how it feels. I also in quarantine have just watched Lost for the first time this year. So that's a very (gasps) relevant reference for me right now. And I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm glad it's relevant for you. I know. Um, but yeah, it does feel like that. It feels like we're all working this machine over and over for some result that hasn't presented itself yet. But instead, it's just making us more frustrated and sad while we're doing it. It's so weird. It's it very strange. Um, I'm curious, what else have you been watching this year? Have you gotten into any TV shows, movies, anything like that? Um, yes, I mean I've watched like a lot of things. I ju- we just finished the Selena uh, series, mm. um, uh, which was fantastic, and I can't wait for part two. Veneno on motherfucking HBO Max. I don't know. Yes, this. it's in Spanish, but you can watch it with really good HBO S dubbing. Ooh, this is ding dong. <laughs> this is. So good. 
just oh my god i uh-huh. like it's a it's about a, a trans icon from spain and okay. um it's a very nuanced and real like life story that i'm just about about someone who is really complex oh my god it's so good i can't say what's enough it called about again it. veneno okay i'm writing it down for myself uh that's great to know. Yeah, I've just been binging documentaries like crazy. And I don't know if it's helping or hurting. Hence all the UFO documentaries that I've been seeing lately. Yeah. Did you watch um, The Reagans on Showtime? No. That's really fun. No, That's I haven't gotten... One. Okay, another note for myself. Um, okay, I have a question. You've been snubbed from the Grammys this year, which is uh, incredibly <sighs> sad. Very disappointing. <sighs> all the Yet <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> Do you have uh, an acceptance speech prepared for when the time inevitably comes? Well, I love references and I love stealing. So it would probably be like, <laughs> it would probably, I would probably lift Cher's acceptance speech from the Oscars word yes. for word. You know, my mom... <laughs> Always told me I wasn't going to be that special, but I guess tonight, maybe I'm on my way. Thank you. And I'm going to trip falling up the stairs and say, fuck, which she also did. Oh, I love that. Well, I can't wait for when we all get to genuinely experience that moment. Um, I also have a question. Have you ever thought with your musical uh, background and everything you do in music, uh, about creating Alaska the musical. It's so weird that you because literally I just did a a thing with Bob the drag queen and and uh she said the same thing. Mm. So like, yes, someday. <laughs> yes. It's in the air. Okay, as long as it's in the works. Yeah. Uh, now, what have you developed any self-care routines this year? Uh, along with creating music and doing all the the performances that you've been able to do, what do you do when you just don't have anything to do? That's so, um, <laughs> that's a good question. I like um, drawing. Oh, really? That's, that's something I always go back to. I've always done it ever since I was a kid. So I love mm. drawing. If cool. I like, if there's nothing else going on, then I love to do that. Mm. Um self-care is like i mean this pandemic early on Mm -hmm. i was addicted to twitter and it was and it it literally rotted a hole in my brain and so i had to stop and put it down and now i don't do the i'm just scrolling through to Uh, see what's going on i don't do it because i know mm -hmm. that it makes me feel like shit Mm. so i don't do it anymore Good. The doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. Yeah. Endlessly. So like I recommend that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It's one of those things I too haven't realized how much time I just spend mindlessly going through my phone and I don't even it's so unconscious. Like I don't realize I'm doing it. It's like my hands have a different brain than my head does. It's very bizarre. Um, and it's think, not our fault. It's designed mm, to be that way. It's like a, right. it's like the, it's like a slot machine. It's exactly. made to do that, to, to make your brain want to keep, you know, ding, 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 like keep doing it. Exactly. 
Uh, well, withdrawing, I have a question about how you create the merchandise that you create. Because I, I yeah. also see that not only do you make uh, clothing and masks, you have little pound cake, the doll that's available. So yes. what goes into that kind of stuff? Uh-oh, do we have a I visual? Have I have one right here. <gasps> oh, it's, amazing. This is the official Lil Pound Cake doll, which is available <laughs> on alaskathunderfuck.com. The reason I bring that up is because we have a warehouse full of them and we need to fucking get rid of them. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love that. Um, I love that aspect of getting to do drag is like, yeah. we get to put our face and our picture on stuff and then sell it. So like <laughs> we have a, uh, like, there's just, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I design it sometimes. Usually I work with someone who, you know, comes up with a, an illustration or like a, an idea and, and makes it fucking amazing. Like, I love it. I also that's, wear all my own merchandise. I think that's time. great. You have to. Uh, the I know the little pound cake, I think, is such a fun idea. I can't wait for children to get it this holiday season. Have- Don't give it to children. It's like <laughs> it's like an eight. It's like an NC-17 doll. It literally it talks and it says swear words. It does. Yeah. I didn't realize it had that capability. That's incredible. I'm going to reach in and squeeze her. (laughs) You're not my real dad and you never will be. Can you hear? Yes. Wow. Wow. Such an angel. Truly. A beautiful cursed gift to give your loved ones this holiday season. Truly. I love that. Uh, what are there any ideas for now? Because I feel like that's a very innovative piece of merch. Are there any ideas to expand on a little pound cake sort of family series in any capacity? I kind of want to make like a limited edition of her friends. Because yeah. she has like she has two friends like from the music video. Right. So like I don't like very limited edition i'm not getting another warehouse full i'm not doing it i'm gonna make like five of each and be like did you get one sold out like kylie lip gloss it's just sold out i don't know so exclusive (laughs) um okay we're gonna take one last break when we get back i have all these wonderful questions from instagram that are very thoughtful so we'll be right back with more not too deep not not too deep with grace Okay, Alaska, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti? Yeah. Alive or dead? (laughs) Yes. I mean, Jared Kushner. Yes. Satisfying. Oh, I would, I would, uh, yeah, support that 200%. Um, okay, the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or a close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe the story. So, for instance, mine is college jogging front lawn. Yeah. Mine is every. Couple of months. 
something we're all kind of experiencing right now. Uh, so uh, uh. I love it. Um, okay, let's get into these Instagram questions for you. Now, um, someone wants to know a lot of questions like this. What is your all time favorite drag race challenge? Um, uh, um, I like winning stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I love the perfume challenge. Mm. I, Cause like, that's, that's like my favorite thing to do is like make a weird, funny, stupid little video mm-hmm. like, to sell shit. Like yeah. that's what I love doing. And we got to do that for the challenge. And so, um, that was really fun. I feel like you and Willem could in 2021 start your own version of like the home shopping network and just do ads and run promo for all the different products. I am not mad at that idea. I love that <laughs> idea. We can have Liza Minnelli on. Yes. yes it's but- fabulous. <laughs> it's just terrific. <laughs> I love that. Uh, someone's asking, do you have any projected trends for 2021 in fashion? Oh, um, yes. Uh, well, this is what I hope happens. I uh-huh. hope that um, jeans under ball gowns oh. comes in, like jeans under skirts. Okay. I love that. I hope that comes back. Okay. I really hope to. Because we sort of got into this sort of like only doing, only looking right from the waist up, mm, like mm-hmm. sort of gig. Right. So I think it would be like a commentary on that once we're out into the world. I like that. I mean, like a yeah. waist down sort of focus now. I'm so into it. <laughs> uh, someone's asking, is there anything that you've learned since starting Race Chasers slash the Mom Network? Anything I've learned? Um, uh, I don't, I mean. Or is there, let's say, now that you're going back and rewatching the earlier seasons of Drag Race, is there something that's the most surprising to you about the early seasons that you might not have noticed before? Um, uh, I mean, I feel like I've been such an avid analyst of Mm -hmm. Drag Race ever since the beginning. Like, I, which is why I love going back and rewatching it and rewatching it. And mm. and I think it's a testament to how well the show is made mm-hmm. and the people who make it really care about the show. And it is a show that you can go back and watch and rewatch. I don't yeah. know that all shows are like that. Mm. As, well, I don't I, I don't. But it it is really good. And I love that about it. Cool. And as far as like the mom network, like I think that is like you know it's more fun to do stuff with your friends so that's why we did it we were like we were like we like doing podcasting so we invited our friends to do it too that's great uh someone asked what's your favorite experience of meeting a celebrity oh my god it's always i mean it's always gonna be lady gaga she create she creates magic moments she is the magic fucking which who mm-hmm. creates just magic moments in my life. But um, aside from Lady Gaga, who's everything, um, yeah. we ran into Julie Newmar in an elevator um, at the Elvira book launch event. 
This is like a Mad Lib sentence. Yeah, I know. It was a small elevator and they were only letting like a few people in at a time. And we ended up in the elevator with Julie Newmar. Wow. And I and I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And I was like, you know, I can't describe you without using the word statuesque, which is a quote from Tu Wong Fu. Oh, OK. And she just looked at me and she was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, a perfect moment. Uh, Someone wants to know, how did you start collaborating with Yvonne and Peter? Um, uh, I don't know how that happened. I honestly don't. But we ended up like collaborating on a song and it was called Pool Party. And like Mm -hmm. it has like five words. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this is this is a good beat. This is really fun. And it was really, um, it was a fun experience and people really liked the song and I really liked the song. And nice. so we just kept working together. Someone wants to know, what do you hope the future of your drag is? Oh my gosh. Well, I know that when I'm like 90, I, I still want to, I still want to be doing drag even if it's like once a year for like some big gala event, but I, yeah. I just envision myself like at 90 being like propped up in the doorway, like <laughs> Mae West, just like done for filth. I think that's fantastic. That's what the future needs right now. That's, yes. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, someone wants to know, and a lot of people ask questions like this, how do you manage reinventing, but also staying authentic? And you kind of said earlier that, Every time you try and do something new, you kind of come back to the uh, something that's a little bit more familiar for you. Now, do you try to reinvent yourself or do you just sort of continue to go with what feels good for you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I like I said, I I do just like to do what I what feels good and what I like. But I guess it's just like. I don't know, doing that same thing over and over again, you, you still, I'm still finding new stuff about drag and like, like I love watching James Mansfield YouTube tutorials where, um, she does, she does wigs and Mm -hmm. like, she does amazing wigs. So like, I don't know. I, I like, um, learning inspiration. That's great. Uh, well you mentioned tarot earlier and someone says, uh, or asked, how do you keep up with mindfulness uh, slash being a beautiful spiritual treasure? And so I'm curious, uh, uh, is tarot something? Because I think I saw recently you posted a YouTube video about tarot as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Is this something I, that you're into? I'm not really into tarot because I'm like, don't tell me what, don't, don't <laughs> tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life. Yeah. Like, I just don't, like, I don't like that. But, mm-hmm. um... Um, I, I mean, as far as like spirituality goes, it's like meditating is so important because it's Mm. like, it's not about like, okay, what is, what do I have to do to be like, to be spiritual or to be enlightened? It's like, usually what you have to do is just like, shut the, sit down and (laughs) shut the fuck up. Don't just breathe and don't do anything, which is really, really hard, especially when we have the fucking devil box in our phone, you know, a hundred percent. But I think that it's good to know. So do you meditate daily? Um, I try to, Mm. I I try to like at night, it's like my like wind down. Nice, nice, nice. 
Um, okay, last question for you before we wrap up. Who would die first in a horror movie, you or Willem? Willem, because she's a slut. <laughs> Point blank. Point blank, period. I think she would put up a fight. She is scrappy <laughs> as fuck. I yeah. would want to have her on my team. Uh-huh. But her love of dick would be the end of her, I think. <laughs> And there you go. That's all you got. Um, uh, Alaska, this has been so fun. Before we wrap up completely, we love to give our guests a little token of our appreciation for making time. And I believe Melissa has emailed you a personalized fortune cookie from us to you. If you're able to. Yes, please. This is so cute. Okay. (laughs) A far off comet will soon align with the planets just right to bring Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 back to her home planet. But by the time you finish reading this, you will have missed your chance. (laughs) Try again in 600 years. Um, Crying but smiling emoji, which is the best (laughs) emoji. Yes. I agree. Oh, what a roller coaster. That really was suspenseful. <laughs> now, Alaska, um, where can people find you? Where can they get the, the music? Where can they listen to the podcast? Also, New Year's uh, Queens. What's going on with that if people don't already know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the best place to go is just like on Instagram. And it's um, at the only Alaska 5000. Um, because some motherfucker stole Alaska Thunderfuck. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's the only Alaska 5000. And um, yeah, New Year's Queens is going to be really fierce. There's like a lineup of like, I don't know, dozens of it drag queens. It looks amazing. And yeah. I'm going to be hosting it live with Bob the Drag Queen. And we're just going to be like in the studio for fucking 12 hours. Just like <laughs> ca- time zone by time zone. Wow. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Go to Instagram, go to alaskathunderfuck.com and I don't know, stream Let It Snow on fucking Spotify. Here we go. Please, yes. Tis the season. Uh, well, go check out everything that she's up to. There's something for everyone, fun for the whole family. There's dolls, there's music, there's New Year's streams. It's all there. Thank you so much for your time, Alaska. This is really fun. Thank you. I'm glad we got to talk. And I, I, your hair looks amazing. Oh, thank you. It's very gross right now. I've got that pandemic uh, one cut of hair every six months situation going on. So thank you. No, it looks fantastic because I, I watched your um, Sleepy Joe's video <laughs> and you were like, I'm not I'm wearing a hat because you don't uh-huh. want to see this. But like your hair looks fucking amazing. Pandemic. Thank you. like. I appreciate that very much. That's a very, I'll take that compliment very deeply. Thank you. And we'll see you guys (laughs) next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Thanks for listening and watching. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Lani Yunus. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 